What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uninformed Podcast. I'm your host. I'm the informed. I'm Ethan. <clears throat> and joining me this week as the uninformed, we have Jonah. Hey, yo. We have Jared. What's up? Nice. And uh, I think that's it. So the next uh, thing I'll say. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. We also have Zach here. Bonjour, everyone. All right. That's good, man. All oh, right. Thank you. Listen to this, guys. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm going to ask you how it makes you feel. Ready? It'll it'll make sense at the end. Maybe. Maybe not, but shouldn't. Mm. All right. Aliens right now are looking at the Salt Bay meme. What do you think about that? Okay. So, you like trying that? To... wow, okay. That is interesting. It's interesting. It'll, it'll make sense, hopefully, if, okay. if, uh, if I do a good job. All right. Okay. All right. Listen to this. I'm going to propose a story now. Long, long time ago. All right. There's two guys. One says that his horse is faster than the other guys. Of course, the other guy says his horse is faster. Soon, the whole village thinks that they have the fastest horse. Now, here's the question. What's a simple way to figure out who has the fastest horse without doing any racing of the horses together? Hmm. Well, I was thinking, what about if you measure the size of the horse or like the size of their legs or just like different parts of the horse? Okay. Yeah, that's a possibility. Line them up around some sort of oval shape. Uh, let's call it a track and let them run and see which one crosses uh, the, the destination point the fastest. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. That's that's clearly the, <laughs> the answer to it. Well, I thought you said uh, without running, though. Without well, running. Okay. racing. No, no, I didn't say I said without racing any of them together. Oh, so well, they can run individually. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't think that. Would that change your not answer? racing them? No. Okay. Well, I mean, anyways. I, whatever. And that's the answer. You're, that's you're, you're probably on the right track. You just uh, you mentioned their penis. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it, right? So you just you figure out a distance, and then you can also time them. And, of course, the, the one who does the same distance in the shortest time is the fastest. So that's kind of the topic of this uh, TED Talk is speed. So speed, Ooh. yeah, speed is I not a f- – speed. Exactly. You know, you guys all know the reference. I am speed. Um, so speed is not a fundamental, fundamental measurement like distances, length, you know, mass, time, uh, temperature. Those are fundamental measurements, things you can just measure. Speed, you cannot. It takes two, takes a distance and a time, which you guys mm-hmm. just indirectly figured out. So um, speaking back to that horse example, anybody know how fast like a horse really is? Well, I can I tell you. Don't know. I can tell you how long they take some to run a mile, but I don't know if that correlates to how fast they are. If it's a relative term, well, I could just, I could tell you. So a horse usually can run about 40 miles per hour. The fastest horse is like 55 miles an hour, a sprinting horse. Wow. Um, you know how fast Usain Bolt runs at his top speed? Uh, I was going to say 27. That's it. It's 27. That's exactly right. Oh, wow. Bingo. That's the, boom. Let's, let's keep a tally here. Jonah has one. Um, so the fastest. <laughs> The fastest land animal. Anybody know what that is and how fast it is? It's the cheetah. Yeah, clearly. And what is it? Uh, oh, geez. Um, Hippopotamus. Well, no. No. Um, it's, I'm guessing, 65 miles per it's hour. Clo- it's close. It's, it's 70, 72 miles per hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, 
Yeah, that's, that's fast as heck. Now, how about this? The yeah. fastest animal, period. Not land, not sea, not air, any of it. Oh, jeez. Usain Bolt. <laughs> Close. Guy, guy's a beast. No, so I don't know. You say, I'm assuming it's some sort of bird that can fly faster. That's right. It's a peregrine falcon. A Ooh. peregrine falcon... When it falls in free flight, it does 240 miles per hour. <laughs> eh? it's wow. pretty quick, huh? Now, if we switch it up, now let's do the slower stuff. A mouse, eight miles an hour. A snail, 0.3 miles per hour. A sloth, you guys know. Oh, that's my dog. You guys know sloths are slow. They move at 0.17 miles per hour. So, yeah, that's, that's also when they're threatened. So, quite slow. Mm. Well, how, no, how fast does a turtle move? It's not on my list. Oh, oh I actually, okay. I do know. Right. I think it's like I think it's oh. half, half, half a mile per hour, 0. 0.5. Nice. Um, okay, let's slow it down even more. The speed of human hair. Anybody have any idea? Oh gosh, Tish, you would know this. You measure it with a ruler. Uh, it's point. <laughs> Zero 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 one miles per hour. That's uh, seven zeros. Yeah. Wow. Now, what do you think is faster, hair or nails? Nails. No, n- nails are slow. No, I was really wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because hair grows six inches a year, nails only grow less than that. So they grow like a third, third the speed. They grow at point zero 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 three miles per hour. So about one third. All right, so that's the slow stuff. Let's move back to the fast stuff. Anybody know uh, fastest car? Fastest, uh, yeah, fastest car. That's a pretty Ooh. common one. Jeez. Uh, Lamborghini? I, Lamborghini, Ferrari. No, no, it's a, the Bugatti a Nissan, a Nissan GTR. Ultima. No, it's oh. the Ultima. It's the oh. Sentra. Oh. Wow. Nuts. The, Our spec. Hey, the Sentra is deceivingly fast. Quite, <laughs> is it? Quite roomy. Good. You should try to sell me one. Yeah, uh, I we can do that after hours. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of great perks on the Sentra. Uh, there's really no downfalls for it, so I think it would be a great decision. Mm. All right. So it's the Bugatti Chiron is the fastest car. It does it's actually a Super Sport. It's actually a, a modified version, not the actual production. But regardless, it did over 300 miles per hour. Um, how about the fastest land vehicle period? It's the Thrust SSC, and it did over uh, 760 miles per hour. Um, so now here's a quick aside. Let's say you were in that Thrust SSC or just whatever in the Bugatti, and you're doing, you know, let's say 300 miles per hour on a straight road, flat road. You're just sitting there cruising at 300 miles an hour. Um, do you feel yourself being pushed back into the seat? Yeah, I would say yes. Yes. No, you don't because really, hmm. yeah, because so your if your velocity is constant, if your speed is constant, uh, it means your acceleration is zero, and acceleration is what makes you feel it. You know, if you accelerate up to that speed, of course, you get oh. pushed back into the seat. Yeah, but if that's you're what just I, cruising, I guess that's yeah. what I yeah. thought you meant. Yeah, same. So, yeah, no, that's why I said constant. Um, oh, okay. I okay, so, yeah. Here's this quick aside. Um, G's, like I've said, this is, you know, this is what makes you feel G forces. So every, everywhere right now we're experiencing one G downwards, you know, that's just, you know, normal gravitational pull. Um, mm-hmm. 
a fast car, you know, you might accelerate uh, uh, really fast and you might get one G backwards back into your seat. Um, if you ride a really cool roller coaster, uh, you might pull a couple of G's, maybe three or four G's. So that would be three to four times your body weight, um, you know, being pushed into your seat or you know, sideways or up and down. That's what makes your stomach curl, uh, as you guys know. Question the, for you. Have yes. humans achieved 5G yet? Yeah, that's what I'll get to right now. Good thing. Good segue. So the well, first off, the highest uh, current roller coaster is in South Africa. It's called the Tower of Terror, and it hits six G's, wow. which is a lot. That's you know, six times your body weight. That's I think that might even be illegal in America. Uh, it's pretty intense. <laughs> fighter pilots, fighter pilots, they pull eight or nine G's, but of course they have special training and they have special anti-G suits. So you know that that's enough. Six G's is honestly enough for a lot of people to go unconscious because you know the blood, every molecule of blood weighs you know six times more than it normally does, so it gets pulled away from your brain. And of course, if you have no blood in your brain, you go unconscious. So, um, yeah. So fighter pilots, they have the special suits. They can pull eight or nine with training. So the highest recorded G-force uh, was actually an Indy car crash in 2003. And the guy pulled for a, a split, split second, you know, as he hit the wall, um, 214 Gs. Whoa. And he broke like every muscle in his body and I pretty much put it into his career. Um, of course, if Holy he experienced smokes. that first. Yeah, if he experienced that for any length of time, he would have, you know, died. Your body would have been crushed into a pulp. But it was such a brief amount of time that it just ended up breaking everything, shattering all of his bones, which is still, I mean, terrible. But he's actually wow. he actually lived. He's actually survived. Um, hmm. But anyways, yeah. So how did they calculate that? So every uh, race cars, they all have like a black box, just like a plane. It's a crash box, and it uh, it just records all the telemetry. And when you hit a wall, you can pull that data off of it and get the. It, the actual sensor is called an accelerometer. It measures G-force. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So that was an aside because this topic is about speed. And if any of you have taken physics, any of you listeners, you know that speed is a change in distance over time, just like we said at the beginning. And then, of course, the first derivative of that is acceleration, which is a change in speed over time. And so that's different. That's not what we're talking about here. That's why I did that quick aside. Now, back to speed. Um, not acceleration. So the fastest air vehicle, the fastest, um, uh, not rocket, but an actual, you know, airplane, the fastest airplane. Uh, anybody know how fast slash what vehicle, or I'm sorry, which aircraft it was? I would assume it's some sort of like military. Uh, yeah, that's right. Stealth that's right. bomber or something like that. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. Actually, I don't know if it's, I think it might be a stealth. It's definitely a stealth. It's the Lockheed yeah. SR-71. I think it's from maybe 60s or 70s, but it, it, it traveled 200, I'm sorry, 2,100 miles per hour. Wow. Oh, wow. Jeez. Right. That's clearly extremely fast. So that's actually Mach, excuse me, that's Mach 3.3. And when you go, you know, supersonic speeds, when you go really fast, uh, mm -hmm. you start to use the term Mach, and that just is a multiple of the speed of sound. So Mach 3.3, that is, you know, 3.3 times faster than the speed of sound, which anybody know, uh, anybody off the top of the head know what the speed of sound is oh, in air? Crap. I do not. But is that, uh, would that be like a sonic boom when you, uh... yes. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I have no idea what that is, though. 
Yeah, when I something forget. travels I faster than the speed of sound, it's that creates a sonic boom. But yes, so it's about it's 767 miles per hour. But that changes depending on what it's in. So for instance, hmm. um, the speed of sound in water is uh, much faster. It's 3,300 miles per hour. So um, that's because the molecules are closer, so they can push off each other easier. Um, here's a brain teaser, maybe if you will. Uh, the speed of sound in a vacuum. Anybody know how fast sound travels in a vacuum? Which uh, vacuum for anyone does know. Think if you had like a chamber, a glass box that was sealed and you took all the air out of it so there's no molecules in there. Um, it was just essentially nothing. And that's what a vacuum is. How fast would sound I, I, travel in there? I mean, I'll take a guess. I think I might be wrong, but take a guess. My guess is that sound cannot travel through a vacuum. Is that the brain? Anybody, that is the brain teaser. That's right. Sound. Yeah. There's that, no. That, there's yeah. no. Exactly. Yeah. There's no medium in there. Uh, there's no molecules, so, air, or water, so sound cannot travel in there. So technically, the speed would be zero. So, so yeah, sound quite fast. Uh, but there are, of course, man-made uh, things that are faster, like that SR-71 Blackbird. Okay, we're going to move even faster now, okay? Um, so the ISS, you guys know what that is? The International Space Station. That is the uh, space station orbiting the Earth. That's been up since, I think, like 2001 or something. Um, so it moves at 18,000 miles per hour. So now we're even faster. Um, and in 24 hours, they experience 16 sunrises and sunsets. Fun oh, wow. Fact. That's yeah. a lot. Huh. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, 18,000 miles per hour. We have guys living up there right now. Um, that's obviously extremely fast. But what is the fastest a human has ever traveled? Ever. Does anybody know? And I'm going to give out a point for whoever gets the closest. I would say in a rocket, that split second when it's taking off, 32,000. Oh, oh, oh. 32,000, okay. Right when it's taking off? like No, when it reaches its peak. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's, I, yeah I'm gonna... I would say somebody, like, there's been people on the space station, so you said that goes 18,000? Yes, yes, yes. I would assume probably that, if not a little more. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that might be going faster than that. So I don't know if there's another satellite or something, but that would be my guess around 18,000. Okay. And then Tish, you have a third guess? Uh, I'll be, so Jared said like 32,000. Jonah said about 18,000 a little more. All like go in the middle, say like 25,000. Boom. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's 25,000. Oh, wow. So, yeah, in nice. 19, 1969, the Apollo 10 mission, when they did an orbit around the moon, um, I don't think it's the one they landed. It's just one where they did an orbit around. When they were re-entering the Earth, you know, they had all that time to accelerate from the moon. They're coming back into the Earth's atmosphere now. Um, yeah, that plane, the uh, shuttle, or I guess it was a shuttle, um, it was designed to reach about 18,000 miles an hour, um, just like the ISS, but it reached 25,000 miles an hour. So in 1969, those three astronauts uh, became the fastest humans to ever live. And that is still, uh, the record has not been surpassed. Okay. So now we know a couple uh, yeah, building blocks here in terms of speed kind of give us, we got a relative um, idea on how fast everything's are. So that brings us to the question that I shall pose now. Is there a speed limit to the entire universe? Is there a number? 
that nothing can travel faster than. Speed of light. Or that well, accor- think, right? Ac- yeah, according exactly. to my sci-fi shows, you can travel faster than the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. From my understanding, right. the universe is infinitely growing, so nothing can go faster than that, I would guess. Yeah. Okay. So the speed of light is the universal uh, speed limit of uh, the universe. Um, and that is 186,000 miles per second, which is uh, the better part of a billion miles per hour. It's close to 700 million miles per hour. Um, so that is it. That is the essentially the speed limit of the universe. Um, so the question is, can we travel near that? Well, uh, if we have uh, a craft that could even achieve anything near that, um, it would require an, an insane amount of technology and insane amount of energy. But let's just say that theoretically we did have this craft that could travel, you know, at 99% the speed of light, because of course you can't reach 100% of it. Um, but let's say you could reach 99% the speed of light. Um, some weird things happen, and I'm sure you know you guys maybe know from a couple movies, a couple sci-fi movies, but uh, time dilation happens. That's whenever time slows down and your mass also grows infinitely. Uh, your mass grows the closer you get to the speed of light. Um, but this whole time dilation thing, that is real life time travel. And that's not, that's not even for uh, getting near the speed of light. That's any speed. Technically uh, speaking with the theory of relativity, the faster you move, the slower time moves for you. Um, so like I just mentioned, like you guys learned about a couple minutes ago, the ISS um, astronauts, the International Space Station, they are consistently moving at 18,000 miles per hour, which is, you know, a whole heck of a lot faster than we are on the Earth. So um, technically speaking, the ISS astronauts, when they get back to Earth, uh, they time travel because they were moving, you know, if they're on there for a seven, I'm sorry, a six month stint, half a year. Um, because they're moving at that speed for half a year, they get back and they have essentially traveled 0.007 seconds into the future <laughs> because of relativity. Um, and yeah, there's been plenty of experiments where like uh, you, you set two atomic clocks to, you know, to the exact time, you know, one goes on a plane around the world and one stays put at the airport. And when the one on the plane gets back, it's uh, a different time. It's a little bit slower because, you know, time moves slow, slower, the faster you go. So, yeah, speed of light, extremely, extremely, extremely fast. It's, the, of course, the fastest thing uh, that there is. But I'm going to switch it now, and I'm going to say it's actually slow. <laughs> uh, hmm. Because um, to us, to us humans, of course, it's very fast. Anything that's on the Earth, um, the entire Earth itself, it's, it's a small enough scale that light feels instantaneous to humans. So that's why we can have, of course, instant communication over messaging, or FaceTime or, you know, live video games um, because light can travel so fast. It can travel around the entire earth fully seven times every second. So if you have a video call from here to your friend in you know California, that might only take a fraction of a fraction of a second for light to get there and back. And that's essentially to us, it's essentially uh, instantaneous. So you can clearly, you know, have a FaceTime call, but let's, uh, increase the distance a little bit. So let's say the moon. Um, of course, that's much further distance than the circumference of the earth. So now it takes light one and a quarter seconds to reach uh, the moon from the earth. 
So now if you have that same FaceTime call with you and your friend who is living on the moon in a tent, um, <laughs> it would take this. Yeah, it would take two and a half seconds total for you to get confirmation that your message sent. So if you say something to your friend, um, he'll get it one and a quarter seconds later, and then he'll say something back and he'll get to you one and a quarter seconds later. So that would be a two and a half second delay. Um, that's still not bad. Let's increase it a little bit more. Let's say one day we become interplanetary and we have friends on Mars. It could take Mars, you know, of course, orbits around the sun and the earth orbits around the sun. So, and they orbit at different rates. So, you know, the distance between the earth and the Mars changes throughout the year, but at the farthest, uh, at the farthest time between the Earth and Mars, it could take nearly 22 minutes for communication to, communication to reach them. And then, of course, getting back to you, that will take another 22 and a half minutes. So that's about 45 minutes round trip for the communication to get back to you. So, again, let's say you're on a FaceTime call with you and your buddy who is now living on Mars on, in a tent uh, and you tell a joke over FaceTime. You would not see that person laugh until 45 minutes later. So that of course, makes instantaneous communication, instant messaging, any of that stuff uh, impossible. You can still communicate, of course, but it, there's a time delay just because of the speed of light. And there is nothing faster than that. Um, let's move even farther away here. So I believe uh, scientists have had probes on the moons of Jupiter. Um, that is further, of course, than Mars. That's the outer part of the solar system. That is 53 minutes away for uh, light to reach. So let's say they have that probe on one of the moons of Jupiter, Europa or whatever. I don't even, I don't even know if that's a moon. Um, but the probe gets stuck or something, or there's a storm coming in. The probe needs to get to shelter quick. And it pings back to the scientists on Earth saying it needs immediate help. Um, that would be impossible because it would take 53 minutes for that probe's info to reach the scientists on Earth. And then it would take another 53 minutes to get back to the probe. So that would be a total of two hours for the probe to receive any sort of meaningful communication. And that just means that light speed communication is just too slow. And that's within our own solar system. So that brings me to the last thing here. And if life one day becomes interstellar, which is you know, one of the great filters of any civilization, um, the nearest star, and I'm not even saying this is habitable. I have no idea if it's habitable or not. Maybe if I did more research, I would have known. But the nearest star is over four light years away. Um, so that, you know, as the name implies, that would means that it would take light over four years to reach, uh, you know, that uh, plant, that star, solar system. Um, and of course, you know, wireless communications are just another form of the EM spectrum. They also move at light speed. Um, so that means that right now, if there are aliens living on this uh, star that's four and a half light years away. They are only just seeing popular memes from 2018, such as Salt Bay, which brings me ah. back to the, <laughs> the original ah, statement. There you go, finally. What a callback. That, me that memes from 2018 are being witnessed right now for the first time by aliens on the near star. That's, That's it, guys. Amazing. What do you think? All right, so I, I have a question. So, because I yeah, got a little shoot. confused when, when you were talking about. Um, what was between the communication time between like us and Mars? What did you yeah, say so, that was? Uh, Mars is like a couple minutes, I think. Let me see. Okay. Here. You said 22? No. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 minutes. 
Okay. So the, the reason I asked is I thought I had heard, and I could have been wrong, but like, say the sun just shut off. It would take us about eight minutes right. To, That's right. before, before that happened. So if communications you said were happening at the speed of light, how come the sun, which is further away than Mars, we would notice that in eight minutes, but, uh, like communicating would take 22 minutes to Mars. Yes. If you just, if you just draw it in your mind real quick, if you draw like uh, a sun in the middle, right. And then a concentric circle around oh, that. Oh, on the, the other side of the yeah, sun. Yeah. It's on the other side of the God, sun. God, exactly. God. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so that's the furthest. Like if, 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 if both Mars and the earth are on the same side of the sun, like directly, you know, in line with each other, that's, that's of course their shortest distance. I think it's only, you know, maybe six minutes or something like that i think it's less than the sun gotcha uh, yeah i mean it's, it's definitely it's like four minutes or something but at, the, at its okay. furthest it's 22 minutes all right that makes sense i think that's like mind-boggling to think because like you just on a daily basis you wake up you see the sun like you're you know you're going to bed maybe the sun setting and for you to think like the sun could just shut off and it would take us eight minutes like there's eight minutes of light left like in the air you know in in the the universe not the universe oh. but you know what i mean yeah before we think, even notice think about this the stars you see at night those are you know hundreds of light years away so the stars you see at night that could be that that hasn't existed for you know hundreds of years yeah the, yeah there a lot of them are like dying stars stars, stars yeah. Died, they, yeah. It, they could be dead already you know yeah yeah that's just weird oh. to think about that you know, they could yeah, be dead and we're still seeing the light, you know, and, uh, you know, by the time we die, it could, the light could still be going on. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. Yeah. It boggles your mind for sure. It's wild That's to right. think there could be other civilizations that can already travel close to that fast. Yeah. And yeah. But if there I were, mean, yeah, they would be go stellar. Yeah, they would be. They'd probably be interstellar if they have enough technology to go. Uh, yeah, at that speed, they'd definitely be traveling to different planetary systems, to different solar systems, and no one has ever traveled to ours. Actually, that's not true. We don't know. So I, I won't yeah, even exactly. say. Maybe someone else. Maybe someone else can do a, uh, an uninformed podcast on ancient aliens TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's crazy to think that there is a possibility that, like we were saying, like they, there's a civilization out there that could possibly reach the speed of light or even greater than the speed of light. Um, <laughs> Cause there's been instances within history that we've seen. I, I saw like a, there was a, a video on the news recently and they were talking about uh, UFOs and they were having a whole hearing about it. Um, there's, there's tons, there's like a vast amount of UFO footage that's been collected throughout the years of like, t- like it looks like little tops spinning in the air, but it's like, tiny like spaceships i mean from the distance it looks like very tiny but the the way the patterns are they zigzag and they they just blink from location point to point location to location is just mind-boggling um and who knows if they are actually aliens they could be some secret super secret technology that a government has that we'll almost never know about or until you know the time is right but who knows (laughs) and i'm just you know, who knows? We, we don't. You're, you're know just yet. you're just spitballing here, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why well, that's, I'm the uninformed. 
Yeah. Well, may, hey, well, may, maybe now you guys are a little bit more informed about speed. Oh, nice. Sure am. Well, I'm glad I could present this topic to all you gentlemen today. And like I said, hopefully you guys are feeling a bit more informed. So hopefully we'll see you guys back next week on the next episode. But until then, stay uninformed, my friends.